So just saying that, uh, TJ, what would you like to say about uh, how Mrs. Ortega made an impact last week on uh, the podcast? And I know Bruce wants to say something, too. Okay, thanks again, Kenneth. I appreciate you giving giving me the opportunity to uh to to speak about our Heavenly Father and our everyday life that we go through. However, speaking about Sister Ortega, it was such an enlightening story to hear because of the difficulties, but the better part of the story itself was about how she overcame those situations and those situations she was able to overcome by falling in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that was the best part of the story itself for me. However, for others, that may have been somewhat of a surprise of mostly what she was talking about. And for me, that was a surprise as well. But again, I must say, we're going to go through some hard times. We're going to have some changes. The world is full of, full of hard times. The world is always constantly changing, but the Lord never changes. He's always the same every day, yesterday, tomorrow, day after tomorrow. And he promised that if we ever needed him, what we need to do is to call on him. If we ever needed some help, he would be he would provide the help. And all he wants us to do is just spread that word around and say, look, things are going to be difficult sometimes. However, things will always be better because we have our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate you. Well, hey, TJ, you know, I appreciate you because Tobit is going to always appreciate what you say. I know my, my brother Bruce uh, really appreciated uh, what Mrs. Hartega had to say. And, and for those who didn't get a chance to hear that podcast, just go to the, go to the website, KREPoetryRadio.com. That's KREPoetryRadio.com. And those two podcasts are up. You can listen to part one and part two. Uh, Bruce, what did you what did you think about uh, the impact that Ms. Ortega made for you and, and probably for the listening audience? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, to uh, praise the Lord for another day and another opportunity to be on the, the podcast. And um, what I got out of what you were stating, which, of course, we we all have been changing things regardless of, of what you have to endure, regardless of your circumstances, your home environment, uh, whatever you're going through. I mean, because she was the um, the youngest of six uh, six kids, and she was the only only black uh, black kid in the in the family. But her mother her mother uh, showed love and 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 protected her and, and supported her, and uh, and she of course had her own personal relationship with the Lord, which uh, which brought her uh, through those the challenges that she, that she had. And and she's still doing things. I mean, and she talks about uh, talked about um, the the impact that she's had on, on veterans. I mean, and uh, I mean, homelessness. Um, you can just tell. I mean, what she was saying, the the, the love that she was displaying, and how she genuinely cared about uh, uh, God's people, and how that, that God was was using her, and and will continue to to, to use her. So, I really appreciate her her coming on and and being honest about you know her experiences. I mean, which. Uh, some of them were some traumatic experiences. I mean, being you know sexually abused, you know, at a, at a young age, and you know by her, you know, a parent too. And so, but she still overcame that, and she has victory. And so I know that's what we're all are saying: that you can have victory, you know, victory through Jesus Christ if you just trust in Him. 
And uh, once again, I, I appreciate uh, her coming on for those uh, two consecutive uh, Sundays. Thanks, Bruce. I know we, we're talking about uh, Mrs. Uh, Ortega being an overcomer. Hey, I, the, the person I'm going to bring on now, you're talking about an overcomer. You're talking about uh, a young man, um, because we're still talking about Hamilton Park. We're talking about the kind of people that uh, grew up in Hampton Park, even though uh, this person grew up on Cart Road. Cart Road and Cloverfield Drive are still considered Hampton Park. This young man, uh, to think about going to a predominantly all-white boy school in the 11th grade, and you've been going to all-black school for the whole year. And see, I want my listening audience that around the country and around the world to hear what uh, his name is, Ronnie Wallace. He, he's the brother of J.B. Wallace. And for those of you who have heard the podcast and listened to the podcast, his brother J.B. has always believed that he was he was one of the better athletes from Clotus Drive and Court Road. But I, I have to publicly do this on the radio, and I hope he's listening to let him know he's still in field place. So, so I just had to say that. But, but on the serious side, when when I think about and when you think about a young man, and we're talking about we're talking about seventy one, nineteen seventy one, and he's going to an all white preparatory boy school, and he's been going to an all black school, and so my guest today is none other than Ronnie Wallace. Uh, Ronnie, I just want to say thank you for being on the on the podcast uh, with. Uh, Myself and, and the PJ and Bruce, and so this being Black History, uh, Ronnie, I, I just want you to just first of all tell us about Jesuit High School and the prestigious high school that it, that it still is today. So, Ronnie, uh, welcome to KRE Poetry uh, Radio Show. Hear the truth. That people are going to hear the truth today. So, tell us a little bit about it, Ronnie. Well, first of all, uh, totally, it is a pleasure to be on with you guys and and to be able to share special moments. And all these moments are allowed by God to grow us and to make us who we will eventually become to, to work in his garden. And the thing is, is that uh, it was an opportunity when I went to Jesuit. I, that, I, I don't know people, a lot of people don't really know a man named Charles Grant, and uh, and Stevie Grant was his was his stepson, and Stevie went to Jesuit to play basketball, and they they actually Jesuit was recruiting because the the, the scholar, they gave scholarships because they were they were high they were the highest academic school in Dallas, and they cost. You know, so the, you had to pay to go there. So there were very few blacks uh, in that school. And it was an all-boys school. And I remember Stevie went, I, actually the first person to go to Jesuit was Arthur Morrison. They had recruited Arthur Morrison, and he went, and, and he was a halfback. And he Set all records up there. They, you know, he was he was an outstanding athlete, and so Jesuit figured, well, I guess we need to get some 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 black athletes on our on our roster. They were, you know, I knew they it was the highest academic school in Dallas, 
man and, and in the state of Texas. So they had to get somebody who could academically perform. So that was that was where the opportunities came and and Charles Grant, like I said, Charles was the one who was in contact with them for some reason. I, I can't tell I could not identify why Charles was the one uh, that had the contact with them. But he gave us the opportunity to, you know, he recruited a handful of athletes. I think it was me, Anthony Harden, Lincoln Allen, uh, and there may have been a Stevie, of course. And uh, that might have been, it might have been four or five of us that went there. And and we went and we played sports there. And actually it changed um it changed my direction in so many ways. But the fact that I was coming from a school that was all black and, and I, you know, it was a real change to go to Jesuit because of two things. One was that it was, it was predominantly rich kids and there were no very few black kids that had money to pay to go to Jesuit. Jesuit was a a high cost high academic school and so we ended up getting scholarships as they you know that's to get us to go there and and going there it also changed my perception on on a whole lot of things uh, my perception on race my perception on uh performing uh com- com- competing with 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 anglo students on on a different level and learning to compete with them and not be limited. Hamilton Park was probably uh, the best school I've ever attended, and that, that includes Jesuit. But Jesuit opened up a whole different set of challenges, a whole different set of things I had to compete with. Racism was still main, one of the main things. And the other thing was that uh, the academic standards were taught differently and were expectations of you produced were were different. You didn't get the uh, the personal interaction that you would get at Hamlet Park with your teachers. So you either were able to perform or you you lost the you know, you 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 you, you fall behind and you didn't if you can't keep up, you don't stay. So that that lays the foundation, Mr. Tolor. Right, you know, I was uh, as you were talking, when you first, if you can just reflect back, what it was like because I, I have to mention this too. You know, Mr. Grant, Charles Grant was uh, was our neighbor, totally still drive, and he actually asked me to to, to go to uh, to a Jesuit, but I, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to go with to an all boys school, and 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 knowing that for me. Uh, I knew that I would probably have get into some some trouble, uh, not allowing anyone to to just call me anything. And so I'm I'm saying that, Ronnie, because I know you ran into some incidents. Uh, how did you deal with it? Uh, talk about some some incidents that that you were actually called out of your name and it, and they didn't call you running water. They may have called you something else. How did you deal with a situation like that? Yeah, it, when you, I'm glad you brought that up because that that was. Probably even as challenging as the academics there was, you know, learning to uh, 
to be able to deal in that environment because you know you you don't have second chances that you know if you mess up you don't really they're not going to say okay well you unless they it clearly wasn't your fault i remember an incident when i was playing football and uh one of the guys uh got upset maybe because i tackled him hard or something and we ended up you know in, in altercation because he called me the n-word and before i knew it i was on top of him just hitting him and then i realized that's not me i'm not a fighter and my whole inside everything about me at that moment became empty and even though i was winning the fight it it was empty because i thought wow what is this this is not me and i had allowed somebody to take me and make me be what they wanted me to be and i that i've learned that lesson that's the most important lesson i've learned all my life is never give someone that kind of control over you so it was it was it was it was like i i was in a, in a different world it's like i i had done something that it wasn't within my spirit and i felt bad about it you know you, there was no nothing good about that situation except it did teach me that from that moment on i i never let anybody else take from me anymore my um my ability to think quickly and not react because we we often react before we think and and we react and then we got things that we have to apologize for we got things we have to set straight so i just realized that i never give anybody that kind of control over me so hmm. When you when you when you said that, um, I had to think about the fact that that inside of you that just wasn't didn't make you feel right. Could it could it have been the fact that your your upbringing, uh, your mom uh, introducing you to uh, Jesus Christ? Because you know we go fishing on the KRE Portrait Radio, Bruce and myself and and TJ. We go fishing every every uh, every Sunday, and so you're fishing right now because what you're saying can help a lot of people. So when you when you said you weren't feeling it, I don't know. You tell me what you, what it was that made you feel like that wasn't you. Oh no no that that was clearly spiritual. It was all spiritual. It was all of the upbringings and the insertions that my mom and my you know as a family that we had built within each other and and uh, you know we we have a physical and we have a spiritual. Of existence, and we learn in both in both arenas. But spiritually is what we're striving to become more spiritual and less physical and less uh, carnal in our flesh. And that was clearly the uh, the uh, the um, information that came was I, I knew then that I I had God's spirit within me because I felt felt empty. I felt sad i felt no victory because that was not a good reflection of who god is 
and and I, it didn't matter that I was winning the fight. I lost the battle because of that. Why? Wow. Because I wow. I was brought up different, you know, and I knew better, and and that's a lifelong uh, uh, something that I learned a life to, in my life. So I try to always be patient when I'm dealing with situations, so I can make a. I can, you know, be a good example and not be the example that that people want to go and talk about. You know, I'm all the time to a fight and beat up so-and-so, so-and-so. No, I'd rather them to say, wow, Ronnie just walked away from that. And that they can see God in, 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 his, in, his, in his might and not in the fight. So, you know, wow. the fight would have been the physical existence, but... But they can see God as He is. He's patient with us, and He treats treats us that we should love one another. And in overcoming um, something that was very personal to me, for them to call me the N word, and being in that environment where I'm, you know, I know that what they're what they're saying and why they're saying it, I responded like, "Oh yeah, okay, we're going to show you know and." But God came right away and said, hey, there's no joy here. And that was what, and that's a lifelong. I mean, I was, well, how was I? I was probably 16, 17. And, and to this day, that becomes one of the most mighty lessons that I've learned in my life. Wow. Buddy, with you, with you saying that, I, I, I know uh, Bruce and TJ's, Holding to say something to you about that because I know I know how that touched me because you know I, if we think about it all of us uh, probably have been called the N word and 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 the way you hound that and and the way you talking right now you, you're fishing and and I wish I wish it was a lot of young people that was on could to hear what you're saying and because I, I think it would make a difference it would make a difference TJ um, you heard what Ronnie said I mean I know it touched you because. You're you're older than us, and I know you had to go through some some times like that, and and I know that you probably can can reflect back on your inner peace with God that that helped you make it through it. So whatever you want to ask Ronnie, or whatever you want to comment, you want to make on what Ronnie just stated. <clears throat> well, first of all, Ronnie, I uh, I want you to know that what you were going through at that particular time. I'm not sure if I would have been able to uh, to handle those situations, those type of situations. So, with hearing what you were saying, Ronnie, you were saying that as a young kid from Hamilton Park, you were recruited by uh, the school Jesuit, and Jesuit was a predominantly white school. We are we're familiar with that, but it was an opportunity for you to get out there and let. Uh, other parts, the people in the world to know that, look, we may be some little kids from Hamilton Park. We might not be used to all of this fanfare, all of the glory that we're going to receive. But the Lord has been in our life long enough to prepare us for this. And you said you had to make an adjustment. And those were uh, just some a short way of saying that you were getting ready to go through something that you hadn't even thought about going through. You had to realize 
it had to be realized that you were you were you you were part of history. You were, you were paving the way of integration during that time, and you really didn't know that, or you weren't maybe aware of it. But that's the way I'm looking at it now. I'm not sure if I could have have done it. Again, I'll say that you ex, your experience you experienced that you 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 could you could you could win a fight and lose the battle. And the reason you said that and the way you said that, it made so much sense to me because you were letting us know that, look, if you didn't have God in your life, and that's where it all started from. That's where it started from. He was preparing you for this. If he hadn't been in your life at the beginning, your parents, they made sure that you had to conduct and act a certain way. You had to be you had to be a strong person to to go through that. You were, you 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 went through some things that that we read about. I would have been reading about that. Other people would have been reading about it a little later on in life. You mentioned some of the other students that had attended Hamilton Park uh, later on, like Lincoln Allen and 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 some of those other guys. I, I know those guys as well. I know Arthur Morris well. Arthur Morris and and my brother Michael, I think, were in the same class. And that should have been in the class of 68. So it was some students that had left Hamilton Park before they graduated and went to Jesuit and graduated from Jesuit at the same time some of their classmates that they had gone to elementary school with were graduating from Hamilton Park. You guys, and I, I can say you guys because Jesuit, as I remember, it was an all-male school. You guys were making history, and you weren't even realizing. You are a part of black history, and with this being Black History Month, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so very, very much, because right now, Jesuit is still recruiting from the Hamilton Park area. They're still doing it right now. And I know that for a fact, because one of my grandsons was involved in some recruitments. But, Ronnie, congratulations. Uh, we're, we're celebrating. We're celebrating Black History Month, and I'm celebrating you for for, for learning. Uh, I, I didn't know that had gone that that you were a part of that situation, and it was a situation you had to make some adjustments to 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 make it through that situation, because I'm not sure if a number of people would have been able to have stood up to the pressure that was going on, and I'm not sure that a number of people would have been able to go through the pressure, or take the pressure, to take those situations, to take those adjustments and just actually, actually deal with it and say, look, I'm gonna lose I'm gonna I'm gonna win the fight, but I'm gonna lose the battle. And I don't wanna be able to say I continuously, continuously lost the battle. And with God being in your life, you were able to manage. You were able to make it through. So congratulations and thank you for fighting the battle that you fought. Thanks again, Ronnie. Pleasure hearing your thank story. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate yes, sir. that. And you, yes, sir. You know you were yeah. one of our heroes, too, though. <laughs> you were our hero. We looked up to yeah. you guys. That, that, and and, and one, of, one of your heroes, like, uh, if you want to say it like that, I don't know if I could have gone through what you guys went through. So that's what I'm really, really reading about that, Ronnie. Really do. You know you know me. You know how it go. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Thanks, PJ. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Bruce. But before you go on, Bruce, I wanted to say this. Uh, see, PJ, people don't know that uh, Ronnie is in the Hall of Fame at Jesuit. 
he wouldn't say that because he's modest like that. But I'm wow. I want his brother. But let me tell you why I'm telling this, uh, uh, TJ, because I want his brother JB to hear this. See, I want JB to hear this because JB think he was the best athlete. <laughs> he ain't in the house. He ain't even. He's not even in the Hall of Fame or Clovis Field driving court role. So, so. <laughs> hey, 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 Tolan. Hey, listen. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Clovis Field just real quick. First of all, uh, yeah. Ronnie, and I appreciate you being on the on the podcast. Now, now, I, I remember uh, Ronnie. You know, back in the day, you know, on Clovis Field. I mean, when we were playing, you know, in the field there, it with no uh, no pads on. You know, and how Ronnie even then was was a baller. So uh, yeah, uh, Ronnie he's always you know been an, uh, an outstanding uh, athlete. And but you know, I thought about what he said about the the incident that occurred at at Jesuit. You know, when and when he said that um, he w- was winning the fight, but he but he lost a battle. To to right. me, I mean, what I heard that he he didn't lose the battle because that that Holy Spirit within him, you know, stopped him from. From you know the, the fight actually, I mean, continuing the fight. Who knows? I mean, if he had uh, continued, I mean, what that outcome would have been. It could have been worse. Especially you know, you feel without weight. I mean, someone just called you that. I mean, you have a chance to use a possibly lose control, but he didn't. That Holy Spirit within, within him, you know, helped him. You know, no, this isn't right. And he stopped that because I uh, I hear him say, yeah, that's you know, affecting him for the rest of his life. You know, so so he, the Holy Spirit has. Has has been with them, has 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 helped them in those in that particular situation. And what we uh, all are saying, it'll help anyone. You know that uh, whatever you're going through, you know, just put God first, and and it'll help you. You just trust in Him, you know, and and He'll He'll, he'll keep you out of harm. You know, and but but Ronnie, I want I, I, I appreciate you, you coming coming on, and I understand about the those incidents because you know back in. You know, when, when 71, 72, you know, I was, you know, going to the seventh grade. And, you know, and I'm in elementary, uh, you know, going to junior high school. I know you're you're high school age, but, you know, we were, you know, in elementary and still having to experience that. You know, so, uh, and, and, you know, and the, uh, like the teachers and, and the counselors, I mean, they, you know, didn't support you. They had these stereotypes about you. I'm sure that's what, the, what you had experienced also. I mean, they're thinking that you can't. You, you can't uh, learn. I mean, that you have to be in remedial type courses, all of this. You know, all these things that you know you had to endure because of the color of, of, of your skin. But it's it's great to hear. I mean, you know how how you uh, overcome that. You know, and especially you know being you know like a, a role model for you know the ones of us that were younger and saw you and, and how you carried your, yourself. And and I just praise the, the law for you and uh, how you overcome and the success that you've had in life. Thank you, Bruce. Ronnie, you know, I know uh, TJ and what Bruce was saying, but you, you got to tell, you know, Ronnie and I talk because uh, we get a chance to talk because of the fact that uh, he's in love with the law, just like Bruce Hill, TJ, and myself. Ronnie, you got you to gotta talk about the time that uh, – it almost been a, a, a race ride, but there's only going to be four blacks against the whole school. <laughs> why, don't you go, why don't you just kind of go through that a little bit uh, about uh, what happened with y'all going to the car? Because people are going to be amazed at what you're going to say. Go, so go ahead, Ryan. No, you know you're going to make somebody mad, Toe. <laughs> no, no, no. I tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got no, Ronnie, but guess what, Ronnie? You got to understand, when I first opened up the show, it says, K-R-E, Portrait Radio, hear the truth. 
the truth. See, because one thing I understand, God's going to hold us accountable for things that we say, but he's also going to hold us accountable for things that we should say that we don't say. So we just want to hear the truth, honey. So I'm listening, and I know they listen. My, my listening audience listening. Uh, it wasn't the, the, the cleanest thing, but it was a funny. It, it, it actually, look back at it now, and it's real funny. There was there were very few blacks on the on, on Jesuit. And that was a friend of mine and a friend of Hamilton Park, one of the best people to come through Hamilton Park. Okay, Lincoln, I help, hope that's a better build-up for you. Lincoln yeah. Allen, who was also a Jesuit. Lincoln was a running back for Jesuit. And Lincoln was a senior, and Lincoln was my ride to and from Jesuit, from Hamilton Park. And Lincoln and this one guy, and he was, I think he's Italian. I don't know what Sheehan was. I mean, Tehan. But him and Lincoln were playing a, a game, a basketball game. But they both talked trash, and they thought they were the best thing in basketball. And so they, they put, they, they had actually put up, I'm not going to say how much, but dollars on it. That that they were gonna play one on one and the winner would be would walk away with it, and they you know they were good good basketball players not the best. I I always thought Tehan was better than Lincoln, but Lincoln proved to to to, to be able to ha- handle Tehan, and we were all in the gym and wasn't that many blacks, but the gym was full. I don't know. Wow! All of the everybody wanted to see this this one on one game, and and the game got to get gets hot and heavy, and uh, a foul was called, and Lincoln didn't say I didn't foul you. You know how you get into those fouls? You I didn't foul you. You foul because they were calling their own fouls, and and so they got into it. Uh, they weren't recognizing each other's fouls, so then all of a sudden. It got to be you found me, you found and and took all the flavor out of it. But I mean, the gym was full, and Lincoln said, "Oh well, no, that wasn't no foul." And went and told the boy, "Give me the money." And Lincoln took all the money, and we were walking to Lincoln's car. It was just me, him, Anthony Harden, and I think it was one more person. And the whole school was following us. Back, I said, "Man, how are we gonna get out of this?" And and we would walk into Lincoln's car, and and I knew they were going to surround us. And so we got in the car, and I don't know how we were going to get out of it. And all of a sudden, the principal hollered and said, what's going on? Y'all get back in class. And, they were, and so that was the salvation right there, that the principal saw it. And, and the race ride at Jesuit did not manufacture it. Because... <laughs> I'd hate for us to be the victims, or uh, there was no way we were going to win. I mean, it was the whole school, all because it's all boys' school. It's like everybody in the school was there, <laughs> but it was funny. It was it wasn't funny at the time. It was serious at the time. But that's 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 my Lincoln Allen story, and I, I always mess with Lincoln about that. That he almost caused a race ride up at Jesuit. By himself, he, you know. But you know, Ryan, what I think about when you was talking, I, I was thinking about the fact that how how I know Bruce and TJ would agree with this. How how the Lord always has a ram in the bush, 
So, mm-hmm. so the first one coming out was around the bush. Amen. Amen. He was around the bush for y'all, man. So this conversation may not be going on right now if this shit had happened. Well, you know, uh, another another thing I wanna I wanna uh, say to you, Ronnie, and and as you as you talking about this, and 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 we're we're having a real serious conversation about this being Black History Month, and, and the fact that uh, we're really celebrating Hampton Park during this particular time, and and could just talk about, you know, the foundation that you received from from. And my listening audience, I want you to know that we we're, we're in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we're talking about an all-black school that was that he grew up in, but then he went to an all-boys uh, 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 white school as when he started in eleventh grade. So my question to you, Ronnie, what what kind of foundation uh, that was established for you at an all-black school with that with the pride that you had, but you were able to to able to have God to you from getting it. Kicked out of school. So, what 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 part did Hampton Park have to do with that? You 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 ran up and going to an all black school from the first to the to the tenth grade. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that moment when I was a Jesuit, I realized how much of a family Hampton Park was, and I felt like I was separated from my family. I realized I was able to see better in that man. Hampton Park was so unique and so beautiful. The families crossed over. Everybody knew each other. Everybody protected each other. And I realized the how, how important that community was. I was able to look back and realize how beautiful Hamlet Park was, how important it was. And I think that what God, my journey that God sent me through, made me develop a lot of, a lot of other skills that I'm going to have to use. And it made me see we don't go through journeys or we don't have differences and things that we do just to go through it. No, we 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 go through them because God has a plan, and in His plan, we're supposed to. He's developing us. He's He's creating something in us. And in my case, He was creating me to be able to grow and separate myself. I I was able to go to New Mexico and learn a whole different. Set of set of uh, you know set of different tools to use. That that was a whole different thing than college. I was prepared for college because of Jesuit, but New Mexico was was different too. I didn't know you know you didn't have nobody there, you know family there, and so I think that all of our journeys, we got to realize there's an outcome that's going to either make us stronger or make us you know, be able to endure. There's nothing we're not going to go through that we we can't endure. You just got to find where God is in it, and 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 and, and embrace that and and hold on to that. Wow, TJ, TJ, I, you know, I want you to, to comment on what you just heard when you said number. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would love to come in, Ronnie. What you just said is what we've been saying and what we've been trying to program with this show for the for the whole the time that I've been a part of it. You said let's remember that God sent you through 
a journey. He had a plan for you. He was planning for you to go through that journey because you were going through a journey, going through a school in Mexico that you really didn't have any idea what was going to happen there. So what we're saying and what you have just said is listen to the Lord when he's talking to you and talk to him and he'll listen to you and he will hear your prayers. He will hear everything that you're saying and he will, he's got a, he's got a plan for us. He has a plan. And the thing that we have to do or we should do is to listen to what the Lord is trying to tell us. He's going to take us through some situations and it's going to make us better. He's going to take us through up and down some avenues and we won't get lost. He's going to show us how to get there and bring us back. He's going to he's going to protect us when no one else is around to protect us. Listen to the Lord. Listen to what he has to say. You 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 said it. You 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 went out there. You went fishing. What we call going fishing. You went fishing a few moments ago when you said he had a plan for me. He was taking me mm. through some changes, and you didn't have any idea what those changes were. But you had you had the audacity. You had sense enough to listen and say, "Look, let me try and live my Christian life that my parents have instilled in me to begin with." That was the beginning right there. All the whole plan was for you to be a Christian man, be a God-fearing person that you are today. That's the name of the game. He, you, you, you threw that you, you threw that fish hook out there a few moments ago, and you didn't realize it. But that was the whole plan right there. Very good, Ronnie. Very good. God bless you. Mm. God bless you. Well, you know, that's why, Ronnie, it's, it's, it's such a blessing because, see, uh, with Bruce, he's going to have something to say on that too. But that's what we do. Ronnie, we allow you to be on the boat with us. Yeah. Because got on the boat with us yesterday. Ronnie, we were fishing with, like, fishing poles and, you know, with the, you know, you know, I didn't know you, you got the little stream that goes straight down to the creek, right, in the water. That's when we fish and Bruce and TJ and myself. And then we brought, we let Miss Ortega come on last week. Man, she had yes. four or five rod and reels, buddy. She's throwing all the rod and reels, and we just looking at her like, yes. hey, where is she from with all these rod and reels she got, right? And now, Ronnie, you come on, running and you're going deep sea diving. You yes. deep sea fishing, Ronnie. You got you got the one you sit in the chair, you sit in the seat. You just you got yes. you just pulling in, right? And we 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 just want to say, man, how much we appreciate yes. that for you fishing with us, uh. And Bruce, Bruce, what yeah, you no, got to say about you know what yeah. you want to say on that one? Yes, Bruce? that was a good. Yeah, yeah, because it's obvious, you know, that uh, that he loved the Lord, you know. So and and that's what we were saying. I mean, uh, put your trust in in the Lord, and He will show you your purpose. And 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 that's what uh, Ronnie has been saying. I mean, uh, the Lord has been with them, and and he he's had purpose. Uh, in his life, and the Lord has been directing him, you know, and, and when he, he mentioned about, uh, just real quick, about Hamilton Park and how he felt like he was separated from his family, and I understand exactly what he's saying regarding that, yeah, because it's like, you know, uh, when they did the the integration, you know, uh, kids going to different schools, and, you know, your best friend may go to, uh, you know, Berkner, or another kid may go to Lake House or whatever, but I know he was at Jesuit, but still, I mean, he wasn't with his, his his friends or his classmates at, at Hampton Park. So I understand, I mean, what he's saying about the separation. But uh, what what Ronnie has said, and he's you know he said pretty, pretty clearly. I mean, where his happiness came from, you know, and that was that was was the Lord, the Holy Spirit directing him, you know, showing him his purpose. And so, and, and that's 
what we're saying, if there's anyone out there that's, that's lost and you don't know your, what to do, it, turn your life over to Jesus Christ and he will uh, direct you. And, and, and thanks again, uh, Ronnie. I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. You, you know, you know. Go ahead, Ronnie. Go ahead, Ronnie. No, I was just telling Mr. Bruce yes, sir. Oh, okay. You know, Ronnie, one of, one of the things that I, I, man, I, I tell you, I appreciate how I t- appreciate how when my guests come on, they go fishing, and then then Bruce and TJ say, "Well, dang, if, if they caught some fish at that spot, you know how you go fishing, and you you around the lake, around the creek, and." And the guy over there catching my fish, then you pull your rod reel up, your fishing pole, you go to the same side they are. So, so Bruce and TJ, they saw you fish, they said, man, I'm going to go over there and fish with Ronnie because Ronnie catches some fish. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So he catches some soul. We fish here for souls today. And, Ronnie, I just, I, you know, when you were talking about uh, the fact that how you deal with that uh, and, and how Hamilton Park has made a difference. And I, and I think about my, myself. And I'm Bruce Park and some in Richardson, and I know TJ and his life. But I just remember uh, at Richardson High School, my senior year, I, this is just like I'm, like I'm, I'm seeing the teacher. And, and so uh, as, I, as I would walk toward the room, because what they did was, and I have to say this, that when, when the integration came, they sent, us to, they sent us in a lot of different directions. You know, some kids was going to Lake Highland. Some kids was going to Bergner. Some kids was going to Richardson. And so when I went to Richardson with a graduating class of almost 900 seniors, I like, there was only like 10 black guys at this whole school. And, uh, I mean, not the whole school, but my senior class. And so my, in my senior class, English, it was only two blacks, myself and, uh, and Willie Scott. And, and every time you would, I would get ready to go into the room, the teacher would turn her head to keep from speaking. And and what I would do is I would walk around to where she was, and i like, how you doing, Miss I don't know, Ms. Gattis? How you doing, Miss Gattis? I would make her speak. I would force her to speak. And believe it or not, the lady started to like me. You know, she just started calling me smiling. You know, I'd do my paper say, oh, you did a really good job on my paper. But I said that to say this, is that, you can you can you can have people to change because they can see they can see what's in you, and 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 I, and I forced her with the help of God to continue to to speak and look at me in a different way because she may have thought that him black guy he's coming in he's gonna probably disturb my class and I'm going on the line because of the foundation that I got from Hamilton Park, and and so I appreciate what you just said, Ronnie, because it made me realize and made me think back to that. How would it have been if I had a winning nine? Like, oh, man, she don't want to speak. I ain't speaking. No, man, she ain't about. No, that kindness that, that we learned at Hamilton Park, that we learned the way we, we, were, we were reared up as, uh, as young children and stuff. And, and I just want to ask direct this question to Bruce. Bruce, do you, do you remember a time uh, that you can uh, recall where you could have reacted another way, but because of uh, Hamilton Park and because of the way we were brought up, that you, you, you carried it in a different uh, way? Yeah, I mean there were there was a, a a lot of situations. I mean, multiple situations. To to be be honest with you, uh, Tolar, there was I mean really kind of traumatic actually. Yeah, because especially when I mean you weren't prepared, you're not prepared for the. I mean, once again, it's, you're, you're just a, a kid. <laughs> you know, you're twelve, thirteen year old kid. You know, so you think uh, adults are supposed to act like adults, right? And but so I remember one time I had taken a test and made good, uh, good score on a, on a test, and and then like the uh, the teacher had come around, you know, my desk, my books was 
you know, right underneath my, my chair. I mean, kind of, this is how bold, I mean, she, she was. I mean, or just didn't care. I mean, kicking my books, I mean, to see if I had a, you know, uh, uh, some type of cheating uh, sheet uh, there. You know, and uh, when I, uh, you know, you can understand how upsetting, you know, that would be. So I'm going to go talk to the, the counselor about it. You think that the counselor is going to be, you know, empathetic to what the, what's going on, but the, but, he, but he wasn't, you know. So, and it was just kind of shocking, I mean, that, you know, these adults, I mean, weren't acting like like, like adults. And it's like you felt like you were alone. I mean, that you're having to, to have to, to, to deal with this situation of, Alone, but you know, by the by, by the faith of of the Lord, I mean, or, or having that foundation, you know, with leaning on on the Lord, was able to to get through it. Because it could have very easily, you know, I've gotten upset. I mean, got outraged or whatever, and been you know expelled or kicked from kicked out of the, the school. But but that didn't didn't occur. But it, but it, but it does. It, it it changes you. It, it impacts you know how you you interact with uh, with, with with others with you know uh, your peers or. You know, especially with the folks, uh, the, the white uh, peers. I mean, it makes it real different because you you go into that situation, you're not really you know thinking about about color, but they remind you, you know, I mean, every day of the color of your of your skin, you know, and uh, then you you every every day you're having that's a, a distraction. That's a distraction. I mean, you, you should be there, of course. I mean, just kind of you know focused on your schoolwork, learning, but because you see that you're being treated differently because of the color of your skin. You know, you, you're uneasy, right? I mean, and it could have been, to answer your question, yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, dwelling within me, directing me, you know, really, I mean, at that time, really kind of, really, I mean, uh, having a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, because I recall during that time period, I mean, I, you know, when I went to, went to church, I mean, I, that's why I got baptized, actually, like 12, 13 years of age, you know, because, you know, and, but it's not just us, I mean, I mean, a lot of us, you know, went through that, and and um, and, and it impacted our life, the direction of, of, of our life. You know, like we were able to o- overcome. You know, and I appreciate once again Ronnie stating that. You know, and but some folks didn't overcome, unfortunately. You know, they they didn't react in you know the the proper way or the uh, the spiritual like way or the way Christ would want us to react, and there was consequences. You know, and unfortunately. You know, the life went in a different uh, direction, but, you know, because we know, uh, because the people are, a lot of us are, you know, in, in jail, just like the, the, the poem that uh, that uh, Camille read, uh, 20 Days to Be Black, you know, you know and as far as now, you know, uh, a lot of us, are, you know, the jails were like a new slave ship. I mean, that's, that, that's true. I mean, especially during, the, during that time, for 70s and the, and the 80s, and, you know, perhaps it's better now, but, but then, I mean, a lot of folks, I mean, lives were impacted and, and just went into, you know, just, the, the wrong direction by, by the grace of God. I mean, that was was in in, in my life, and I know Ronnie has talked about that. We, we were able, I mean, to 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 live our purpose, you know, and and, and that's what we're saying to, to to everyone, regardless of what you're going through. I mean, I know it, it could be sometimes it could be real just desperate, just like you don't see any way out. But believe me, if you just turn your life, just like Ronnie saying, you know, let the Lord lead you. Turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Okay, and that's it's, it's no other way. This world, all this world wants to, it, is going to destroy you, leading you in these different directions. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. I mean, it's so much needed now. And 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 Tola, I really appreciate you bringing Ronnie on. You know, I mean, like-minded spiritual person that knows the truth and speaks the truth. So they can. It's not. I mean, it's not about us. I mean, we're, we're 
or sixty some eighties, you know, years of age and stuff like that. But for these young kids, I mean, these young kids, so many of them, I mean, they're they're lost. I mean, turn turn the life, parents, talk to your kids about Jesus Christ. That's the only way that you're going to make it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, right. so, you know, you know, I, and, I, and I appreciate that because see, that's what TJ and Bruce and myself, you know, because if you go back and run, if, if people were to go back and look at, listen to my first and second podcast, and right now we're like podcast number 67. When I, when I first started this, I was talking to parents and grandparents about introducing my children to Jesus Christ, taking out that time, not getting caught up in, in all the other things in this world, but give your kid that solid foundation. Right. Just like with you, money, you having that solid foundation. TJ having that solid because we talked about this on the podcast. TJ having that solid foundation, foundation, and Bruce and myself. And so we we got to get these parents to start understanding that you're gonna leave this earth. Right. <laughs> It's happening every day. You know, you leave it here. The question is, will you leave your children with a relationship with God? Will you help your children have that foundation? Will you help your children be like that tree that's planted by the riverside but the roots go really right. deep? Because the wind is going to come in your child's life. The storm right. is going to come in your child's life. How will your child deal with when the storm comes and you haven't prepared the child for a storm? How are you going to send your child out in the rain and got no umbrella? How are you going to send your right. child out in the snow? He ain't got no coat on. You going to send him out there barefooted in the snow? Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when yeah. you take your child and you don't introduce him to Jesus Christ. Right. You're Amen. sending your child out in this world. You're sending your child out in the snow. Just think about this, parents. If you were to have your child and you really ready to send him out to school, you say, get ready for school, Johnny. It's snowing. It's raining. And you send him out there with no shoes on. He ain't got no coat. Well, that's what right. you're doing, and that's yeah. why that's why I'm so thankful that that everyone that comes on this podcast, well, yeah. we well, we appreciate you so much for yeah. coming on here, and and yeah. man, I'm yes. telling yes. you, yes. and man, right. the way you come and you you've been yeah. you, the, the kind of nuggets that you've been giving to these people to the listeners. Yes, this podcast needs to be shared. Anybody that's got a anybody that's going through some things and stuff, and you and you 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 still thinking that you got to be angry. You can't you right. can't accomplish anything mad. That's you can't right. win it. That's you can't win anyone over angry. You can't win anyone over fussing with them and arguing with them. Ronnie just told you he told you that what happened. He he got into a fight and he felt so bad. But if he didn't have Jesus Christ living in his heart, right. he would he would have been ready to fight again the next day, the next day, the next day, yeah. and the next day, and then he would have got kicked out of yeah. school. Yeah, that's real. Ronnie, Ronnie, I want to I want I want to let you uh, have some closing remarks. Uh, and then, well, well, let me go with TJ. We got about we got about three or four minutes, about four or five minutes, TJ. And then I'm let Ronnie, I'm gonna let Ronnie have the the the, uh, the last remark because see, we we just got fishing poles. We just on the we on the bank with fishing poles. Running on took us over to the bank and let us off on the side. Mm-hmm. He's still out there fishing with the with the with fishing for deep fishing. So, DJ, <laughs> whatever you want to say to to reel some people in, man, or to yank some fish out of the creek, man, some soul. What do you want? To, what do you want to say, TJ, from from listening to Ronnie today? I just want to say this, Ronnie. God sent you through a journey. He sent me through a journey. God had a plan for you, and He had a plan for me. God said, "Listen to Him." And when we're talking, we need to just shut up and listen to what God is saying to us. So, 
you're saying what we've been saying for the last the last few weeks and what we are saying for the the weeks to come. We need to get our lives together and we can do it by getting in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's gonna right. one he's gonna be the one that's gonna answer all of the questions. He's gonna be the one to work out all of the problems. He sees everything. He knows everything. Even when you were having a little situation or a bigger situation when with, with with Lincoln when you were trying to get home, you guys wouldn't have made it home. But the principal for some reason he showed up at the right time. That's because right. that was God's doing. All right. of that was God's doing. Right. That was his doing. So what right. you what what you, you you've been out there fishing today, you 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 use a pretty strong pole. So I want you to keep <laughs> that going on and you come back and tell us some more of how God has been treating you in your life. God is good all the time, every day, and he wants us to let everybody know that. And if right. we can, we'll try and do that every time. Every time I get the opportunity, that's what I try to do, and that's what you've yeah. done today, Ronnie. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Right. Yeah, that's appreciate right. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Bruce. No, no, I, no, I was just—I thought you were going to uh, have Ronnie Gordon uh, and, and close. Oh no, I want you on to say, I want you to have you know I, I want you to say some. Oh, give, okay, give no, no, I, yeah, I want you to, Yeah, I appreciate uh, Ronnie coming on, you know, because I, I know, I mean, he's always you know carried himself as a believer, you know, and and, and you can see the results of that, and and I know that he's impacted you know a lot of uh, folks' lives and will continue to to do that because we know it's all about about Jesus and. It, you would know that folks are lost, and uh, as long as we, you know, even if we don't say anything, I'm just how we carry ourselves, you know, that you don't know how you may be impacting, you know, someone's uh, life. And, and, and I know Ronnie talked about the situation with the, with the fight. You don't know, I mean, who, who saw that situation and, and how he handled it and, and how he carried himself and, and how the lives that he perhaps have impacted because of that. And, I, and as he said, he, I mean, that's how he has lived his life. So if he's lived his life that way, then we know that he's impacted a lot of a lives, you know, and, and, and the Lord is, is pleased with him, you know, so and praise, praise the Lord for it. And that's what we all can strive to, to do. I mean, do things to, to please the Lord because it's not about uh, any one of us. I mean, we know it's, it's all about uh, Jesus Christ. We don't have a heaven or hell with anybody in, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Jesus Christ. You know, so uh, and, you know, so when, as long as you I mean, put them first, I mean, you'll, uh, you'll live your purpose. I mean, and, and that purpose, is, of course, is going to be helping others. You know, and, and we can't just be caught up in, in ourselves and stuff and, 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 and what we're doing. Uh, we have to be genuinely concerned about others. And, and I know that's how Ronnie has lived his life. And um, once again, thank you, Ronnie, for, for coming on to the, uh, the podcast. And I pray that the Lord continue to be with you. Yes. Ryan, Ryan, thank you so much, Ryan. I'm gonna let you have one, but I gotta say this. You know, I know I joke, I joke with JB all the time, but uh, one thing I can tell you that uh, JB will always, uh, once a month, he'll 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 send something, and because uh, he he told me how much he appreciate uh, me coming on and and trying to go fishing for for souls, and and so I just Jay, you know, I joke with you, but I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you uh, supporting me all of, all of the time, Ronnie. Uh, man, uh, your last words of how you would you fishing running and, and you got your you, your rod reel. I mean, your your fishing pole or your cane or your rod reel is pulling the fishing. 
what what would you like to say to my listening audience to just bring them on in and throw them in a the little old bucket? Well, I was just listening to the words y'all were speaking about fishing. Uh, you remember the apostles and they Ronnie, hold on, Ronnie, hold on, Ronnie, hold on. You know, you know, JB always he always wanna to try to come in like he's so important and stuff. We're gonna let him say, let him say come on and say something. I'm gonna I'm my producer's gonna let me go a couple of more minutes over because JB the the number five athlete from from Clotisville Court Road, he's on the line. Uh, JB, you never got a trophy. You won't get a trophy. So, what you want to say, Jay? Can you hear me? We can hear you, JB. Oh, now, Toe, you know, out of all the athletes that went through Hamilton Park, I'm in the top five. And so that was for me number one on Coders Field and uh, Court Road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, but I heard you guys talking about Ronnie's experience at, at, at Jesuit, and I tell you, I mean, it, it changed him as a uh, you know as a young man. You know, Ronnie was mean and and selfish and always wanted to be alone and all and that kind of stuff. Now, you know, and I didn't think he was gonna make it at Jesuit for some reason. <clears throat> and then I was in college and. Uh, because, you know, Ronnie was clumsy and awkward and all that kind of stuff when he was coming up. And so back in the days they had Jesuit uh, on TV, they had a football game. It was on Channel 33. And I was in the dorm. And I saw Ronnie run, run back this uh, touchdown. I said, what? <laughs> Ronnie? <laughs> Man, I, I couldn't believe it. I think he ran like a kickoff or punt or something. And I was just looking for him to trip over himself at any minute, you know. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's, hey, that, 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 that's wrong. Hey, that's wrong, JB. That's wrong. <laughs> hey, but I, I'm just telling you. I mean, that's wrong. I, I mean, <laughs> but that, that's the truth, though, man. And I couldn't believe it. I said, man, look at Ronnie. And, uh, yeah, so... They they really transformed him, you know, uh, you know, because like he used to be mean, couldn't get along with nobody, you know. But uh, yeah, he he made a lot of improvements when he went to jail. But like I say, he he had a good foundation at the house and at Hamilton Park, and, and so it wouldn't have, it took a lot to change him, and then it carried on into University of New Mexico, you know, because I know like I said when he was coming up. I think we, me and him, fought more than anybody uh, in the house. But uh, like I say, he, uh, I go, I go get, a, get a chance to visit him every time I get. You know, I'll be going up there well, in March, uh, well next month. So every time I get a chance to visit him up in Albuquerque, uh, I go and visit him. And at one time he was trying to move back here, and I talked him out of it. I said, well, man, I ain't have no place to go. So, uh, you know, he's a great brother. I appreciate him. He, uh, uh, family guy, does a lot for the family. Uh, he's a real good brother. I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, Praise JB, Lord. I want to give you a prop too, Jay, because uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Allen told me that you gave so much support that you, uh, when Ronnie was at a Jesuit playing, when you want you want you want in college and stuff, and that you would always come and 
support him at the game. So I know running fields the same towards you for, for giving him all that support the time he was playing. Yeah, matter of fact, you know, uh, that whole crew, uh, Lincoln, uh, Steve Grant, uh, Lee Carter, and I think, you know, we was home when I was home during the during the holidays, me and me, Stacy, you know, we would go to their games and, you know, basketball games and, and whatever the case may be. And, uh, and I know when um, he was in college, Ryan was at New Mexico, Stacy was at Texas Tech. And they would play each other. And uh, I think we made a family trip uh, up to uh, Albuquerque one time to watch uh, University of New Mexico uh, play Texas Tech. Because uh, Stacy was at Tech. And we would go through Lubbock on our way to Albuquerque. And we had stopped, we would stop through there and, uh, and go on to Albuquerque. Or when University of New Mexico would play at Tech, you know, we would go up there and um, – that's when uh, I think Andre Tillman and all them was uh, at Tech, and we would uh, support them and watch them play. So those were the days, Ronnie, man. Those days are long gone. Yeah, Ronnie, you just you just heard you know you just heard JB uh, uh, give out those uh, those powerful words uh, uh, of how much uh, he cares about you as a brother, man. I, I, I know you want to reciprocate those uh, same feelings toward him. So because when we when we as we get older and you want to come back and listen to the the, the podcast, man, you can hear him. You can hear him give all these accolades about you running all these touchdowns and stuff like this. So he'll know that you were the better athlete. So <laughs> if I just want you that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got proof, buddy. But I real JB don't know I reels him in. So now anytime you want to talk about being a better athlete. You just tell him, you said it yourself, JB. Let's go listen to Tolar's podcast, uh, podcast number 67. Here's what you said. <laughs> so, <laughs> he wasn't like that until he got the Jesuit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Jay, we, Jay, I really appreciate you uh, coming on, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you always giving the support, man, but I really appreciate you coming on and an opportunity to, to tell Ronnie how much you appreciate him and, as a brother, and, and uh, the fact that uh, uh, him going to Jesuit uh, helped him to become a better person. Yeah, yeah, it so. did. And uh, hey, thanks for for letting me come on. But but I think it did. You know, by him go, going to Jesuit and and uh, you know, uh, experiencing another uh, culture, and like I say, it it probably led the way for him going to New Mexico because that's a whole different situation right there. You talking about leaving a an entirely black community, going over to a, another community that is wealthy, you know, uh, different nationalities, races, and then you go from there and leave uh, your home state and, and go eight eight hundred miles away from home in a whole different world. So, like I say, he uh, he had the rod and reel working, and uh, he was and he was catching them. Oh well, that's a blessing. Well, Ronnie, man, uh, what you what what you like to uh, say to JB and, and close it out for us, man? Because what I do at the end of the show, I I, uh, I film for about after the music play, I come back and read one of my poems. So, uh, Ronnie, man, your brother's come on and 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 say said some really nice things about you, but you know how Jay is. He had to come and 
say some stuff first, like you was clumsy and you all of those stuff, and you probably he was surprised you had a touchdown and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ryan, what up you? What up you want to say, Ryan? Can you hear me, Tola? Yes, we can hear you, Ryan. We can hear you. Okay, y'all. Got I tell you, I I think the biggest play that I ever witnessed when I was watching high school was. Actually, I, is JB catching a long pass. He used to always catch the long pass. That's what I remember about it. And he would always they throw they throw the ball deep, and Jay would always be the one that would catch that long pass when we were at Hamlin Park. So uh, that's 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 a that's a pleasant memory that I have and just stays with me. I know we went to watch him at Bishop and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I think all along I was prepared, God was preparing me to be alone. Because uh like J B was saying, I was I had family, it was eight of us. I had brothers and sisters everywhere, but yet still I go and get up on top of the house to be alone. To be to play alone. And I'd be up there all day long and I, I think it's all in, in preparation. Is the, and then when I left to go to Jesuit, start prepping me to to be alone, you know, because I wasn't in a safe environment with with black kids. I wasn't in an environment with my family, and I'd only see my family when I would come home, and that's what my life became. I came to New Mexico, stayed in New Mexico, and I I I think God was just preparing me for my journey was to be what it was and and it, it was going to be you know i had to have certain tools to be able to to function where he was p- going to put me so i i think that that's um uh, yeah i i i it's just learning what god has for you and not thinking you create the, the pathway god's going to create the pathway because he needs you to like you say be fishermen and if you think about the fishermen when they were the disciples were fishing, they didn't start catching a whole lot until Christ on put it on the other side, uh, put a net on the other side of the boat. So you got to follow what God says, and then you got to be prepared for what He, what what He where, where He sends you. So that's all I'll say. Right, um, I'm not going to let TJ get out without making a comment about that. TJ, what do you and Bruce also then I'll get back with Jay. He said it. He said it. He did it again. God creates the pathway for you. God creates the way for you. That's that's exactly what it is. Way to go, Ronnie. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree, uh, Tolar. I mean, Ronnie, he pretty much I mean, said it. I mean, that's it. I mean, put your trust in, in the Lord. Lean that's not it. on your own understanding. Yep. Just lean on the Lord, and he'll direct you, you know, regardless of what, you, what you're going through. You know, your your purpose may be different from well it will be than someone else, but he'll show you your purpose and that's what what matters. So I appreciate uh, Ronnie sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jay. Jay, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to Jay, Jay B on another shout out, Jay, because uh, you know, I, I just think about as us uh growing up on Close Field and Carbo uh drive, uh, you know, there was nobody there was no one uh, with uh Lincoln uh, bad influence trying us to get. I mean, I, nobody trying to get us to smoke. Nothing, nobody getting us trying to drink. You know, and, and that's really something when you think about a community. Because, like I said, when I talk about Hamilton Park and when I talk about 
Caldwell with Cloverfield Drive, and, and all you know, tangles. It's it's the same. And so, so Jay, you you you've uh, really represented. You haven't represented as a uh, Cloverfield Drive and Caldwell as the best athlete. So I just got to get that straight, right off the straight, because you you haven't. But you, but as far as being uh, one that uh, has been a good example, uh, you've been a good example for those of us that grew up on Caldwell and Cloverfield Drive. You, you did a good you did a good job because you know a lot of times when you got communities that that people leading kids in, in the wrong direction, but uh, but you didn't. So I just wanted to uh, I want to acknowledge acknowledge you that on that day. So thanks for being a, a good role model in the community. Appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you, uh, brother Toe. Uh, and I know those words are sincere. So thanks. I, I appreciate it very much. Thank you, okay. TJ, for being the. And thanks, TJ. TJ, still online. I'm still yeah, here with you. Yeah, and I just want to thank TJ for being showing outstanding leadership for the uh, Hamza Park community. You know, he didn't get the title Mr. Mayor for nothing because he is truly, definitely the mayor of Hamilton Park. Wow, wow. Thanks, J.B. Well, you know, I'm just so thankful that, uh, that God is um, – is let us come together. I mean, it's a blessing when you grow up with people, and then you, when you grow up with those people, you, y'all on y'all on the same page. You, you you're on the same page, and and for me to be on the same page with JB and, and with, with Ronnie, and even with the whole Wallace family, and then with TJ and his whole family, and then with yes. my family, but being on the same page, and and being on the same page is that we all are trying to win souls for Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing. Yes. We just we just we just trying to win souls because we we totally understand that the death angel it's it's gonna come it's it's gonna come the question is where will you spend eternity that's the question wow and we we trying to tell you that that there is a heaven and there is a hell you're gonna end up in one of them <laughs> you're going to one of them you know but you get an opportunity you get an opportunity to choose that. You get a chance to choose, and that's what the carry poetry uh, and radio hear the truth. That's what we're about, you know. Right. And so we just want to thank everybody. And next week, next week, uh, I got uh, D.O.C., uh, one of those original uh, rappers uh, that's in love with Jesus Christ, and he's trying to win souls. So he's coming on next week. Uh, he's from West Dallas, um, N.W.A. I guess that's what it was. Uh, album and stuff of the group, but he's coming on because he's he's coming to go fishing with us. He's going to be fishing for some souls. And, and if you want to Amen. if you want to know who he is, uh, go and, and just look up DOC, DOC, and uh, he'll know who he is. And and I got a chance to meet him when I went to uh, Little Rock, Little Rock Nine. Went there and got a chance to go with him. And, and didn't really know because I grew up on Gil Scott Hearn and the Last Poets. And the guy said, man, it's D.O.C. I'm like, man, who is D.O.C.? <laughs> I mean, you know who that is? And uh, just, a, just a humble guy, and uh, he's, he's looking forward to come on uh, to try to win some souls for the Lord. So so thank you all all for coming on. Uh, what a Lord. blessing. I know God's going to continue to bless you all. And, and remember, when you come on the KRE Poetry and Radio, you're going to hear the truth, and you're going to go fishing. So uh, tell other people that we're fishing on Sundays. Sunday, you know, we ain't supposed to go fishing on Sunday, but we fishing for souls. So we can fish on Sunday. We fishing on Sunday for souls. So remember, Amen. this is Killer Richard Evans Jr., Tolar, Manic Boy, Newbug, and
to some of y'all co-bitches. We're going to see y'all next week. And uh, stay tuned if you want to, after the, re- the music is played, I'm going to read one of my poems uh, called Racism. And, uh, and then that's going to be it. But right now, I'll see y'all next week. All right, praise the Lord. Thank you. 28 days to be black. Black History Month. Is it February? 28 days to be black. Yes, you are given 28 days to be black. But I will be black 365 days of the year. But I know. America knows that I am black. The world knows that I am black. Do you know? That you are black? Do you know? What it means to be black? Do you know that the jails are the new slaves for black? Do you know what it means to go to the mall to shop?